Hello, and welcome to the Parish Insight Podcast. On our podcast, we hope to uplift your spirits and to help you through a rough day. Believe it or not, there are small changes that you can make in your lifestyle that will promote good health. Evaluating where you need to make changes to support mental, physical, and spiritual health is the first step in becoming a healthier you. So here is your host, Father Lee. Hello once again, I'm Father Lee along with my good friend and producer, Doc Allen. On this podcast, I would like to focus on friends. My question to you is, what is a good friend? Stay tuned and we'll look at friendship. Hi there, this is Doc Allen. I would like to invite you to listen to the Katsia Experience podcast. On this podcast, you'll hear tips and general information to help you get through the grind we call life. The Katsia Experience also has a web page in which you can contact the Katsia Experience host Rusty Steele. There is a website katsia.org that has a blog and some useful tips you can use along life's journey. So please tune in to the Katsia Experience podcast on your favorite podcatcher. And while you're there, give it a thumbs up. I was reading from the Gospel of St. Mark, and I was focusing on our Lord's miracles. Gospel of Mark is often called the Gospel of Miracles, because in it there are more miracle narratives than there are in the other three Gospels put together, and one of our Lord's most dramatic miracles was the healing of the paralytic man. He was paralyzed, and because of his paralysis, he was being carried on a bed by his friends. They can't get close to Jesus because the crowd's standing into the house. They're on the outside with no good way to get in, and so they in desperation. They make a hole in the roof and they lower the paralyzed man down in front of our Lord. And the Gospel says that when Jesus saw the faith of the man and his friends, he says to the paralyzed man something that no one in the house expected to hear. He says, my son, your sins are forgiven, so our Lord sets the priority. First comes the spiritual healing. Then comes the physical healing, the cure, the paralysis. So Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the divine physician, the great doctor of the spirit, doesn't just see the human body, he sees into the soul. He looks into the very depths of the human soul and precisely because he is God and from him and nothing is impossible. In the days of his public life, he was very much concerned with physical healing, but he was far more concerned with spiritual healing and freedom from sin. Looking at the Hollywood crowd, they are called the beautiful people. We see how the American public fawns over these people because they are media magnets, they have crowds of adoring fans, and the photographers and the paparazzi chase them around wherever they go. Their pictures are always on the TV screens and in the tabloids and the celebrity magazines, but how many of them live ungodly sinful lives and as time goes by and they are gone and forgotten? And how often is it the case that a beautiful body can hide a very lost soul? This is one of the ironic things about life. It's a kind of a paradox who are the beautiful people. When you visit the sick, the aged, the homebound, When you visit the hospitals and the nursing homes as much as we clergy do so often, you find that inside a broken, diseased, disfigured body, there is a beautiful, holy soul the world does not even know is alive, but they are precious in God's sight. Now what I've often found most interesting is what we find in the Gospels of the New Testament, 
we find the healing of the paralytic. I do not want to focus on the paralyzed man himself, but his friends. To me this gospel is a lesson in what God intends for a friendship. I'll tell you what, everybody ought to have and it's these kind of friends. I don't know what your experience in life has been, but my experience has been that friendship. True friendship is a very precious thing and it's a very rare thing. I wonder how many of you have had the experience of knowing somebody who you thought was a good friend who turned out to be a very superficial, shallow, disloyal kind of a person. And you realize that when they let you down. And those kind of people typically let you down at a time when you need them the most. I've heard it said that if you have even one person in this life you can call a true friend, you are blessed. You are fortunate indeed. Think about the friends of the paralytic. These guys were true friends. They were the best of friends because they did absolutely the best thing one friend can do for another. They brought their friend to Jesus. They carried their friend to Jesus and nothing was going to stop them. The crowds, the physical barriers, the walls, the negative opinions of the people around them were not going to stop them from bringing their friend to Jesus. When they made that hole in the roof, you can bet there were some people in that house who got pretty mad at them, especially whoever owned the house and chances are when it was all over they had to pay for some damages or even fix the roof who themselves. I don't know how they get away with that, but the point is that this is what true friends do. This is the kind of love that is true friendship and what is a good working definition of love in a Christian sense. I like the simple definition that St. Thomas gave. Love means wanting what is truly best for your neighbor, wanting what is truly the best for the people that you love. And what could be better than God? What could be better than having perfect eternal happiness in God's heavenly kingdom? In the beatific vision, it doesn't get any better than that. Here's what I think is the main message of this gospel. Don't let anything or anyone stop you from bringing people to Jesus. That's what God wants you to do to you do. He wants you to do everything you can to bring the people around you to Jesus. Especially your loved ones, your family members, your spouse, your parents, your brothers, your sisters, your kids, your friends, your co-workers, your colleagues, your classmates, the people who are in your little sphere of influence in the world. Do you at least try to you pray for them? Do you show them the good example of a holy life so they can come to Jesus, so they can find Jesus in you and through you? A while back there was a survey taken among American teenagers and they asked the kids about the things that they were most afraid of in life. And most of the kids answered that the thing they are most afraid of of course is death. Dying no surprise there's nothing unusual about that, but what I found most interesting was what the kids said what they feared the most after death. The thing most kids said was being rejected ridiculed ostracism rejection by their peers by young people their own age. Not to be accepted, not to fit and to feel left out in fact some of the kids are more afraid of that than they are of death itself and I think that is one of the reasons why the rate of suicide among our young people has gone up more than 300% in the last 25 years and that is why peer pressure, peer pressure can be such an awful awful source of temptation especially for young people. I can't tell you how many times parents have told me stories about kids have written in their journals the rejection and depression they feel in their lives 
and even lost their lives because they fell in with a bad crowd they hung around with, their friends' bad boyfriends, bad girlfriends who led them into sin drugs, alcohol, promiscuity, or also failing. What if? Let me ask you this, do you know who your children's friends are who are? What kind of friends do your children have? Let me ask you as a parent, what kind of a friend are you? What kind of people do you pal around? With no matter what age you are, adults and kids alike need healthy friendships. Are they edifying to you? Do they lift you up spiritually and emotionally? Are they morally good friendships? Do your friends lead you closer to Jesus or away from him? Do your friends stand with you? Do they support you when you're facing trials? For what is right when you stand up for Christ? If the answer to those questions is no, then these are not true friendships. It's as simple as that. Remember the old adage we used to say, with friends like that who needs enemies? If your friends lead you away from God if they are and encourage you to sin, if there is no way they're going to change, if they won't listen to you, pray for them but realize there are going to be times in life when you need to make new friends. Here's the message of the gospel. Miracles are not only the physical miracles, they are the moral miracles to SO spiritual miracles such as the conversion of your heart for the forgiveness of sins. That miracle happens every time you make a good sincere confession to God the Father and come away with valid forgiveness. The greatest love of all is concern for your neighbors and eternal salvation. The greatest friends of all are the friends of who lead you to God and help you get to heaven. The greatest good of all is your union with God and that's the reason and the purpose for which we have been given life on this earth. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, I am Father Lee. And that's it for this episode. Add us to your podcatcher or on iTunes now so that you make sure that you never miss out on another second of our wonderful podcast we would hate for you to miss out.